Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify on Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me today is Josh Conrad. Josh, Travis is on assignment today. Uh, he's uh, he's doing triple duty in the in the kitchen uh, at his restaurant. So it's just going to be you and me holding it down. So, so Josh, the Jets win on a rainy Sunday to win the Kings of New York title against the New York Giants. Um They've won the last three of these contests. Uh, how are, it was a 10, uh, 13 to 10 victory for the Jets, uh, but not without its own costs. Connor McGovern lost for at least a couple weeks, if not longer. Um, the Jets' offense was stifled most of the day. Defense played great, um, but what, what are what are we left to think about and feel after their um, ignominious win over the New York Giants. Mm. This this felt like uh, I don't remember if everybody remembers your seventh and eighth grade um, U.S. history classes, learning about the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, this felt like World War One trench warfare. Uh, mm. This felt like the oh, the the football the perfect football uh, analogy of war of attrition. Um, I just hope Thomas Morstead is is icing his foot somewhere today uh and his knees yeah. and his you know bending over to receive a uh a long snap in his lower back area maybe feeling some strain today my goodness um that was the most attritiony game of all time um my goodness i it's one of those like i don't know um i uh in the last few years have have gotten pretty um um, passionate about uh, about some UConn Huskies uh, hockey, men's hockey, and um, you get to overtimes in hockey games, and you're just like, if we win this, I'll be so relieved, and if we lose this, I'll be devastated. That's how I felt. Right, like going yes. into the fourth quarter was like, we we cannot lose the game this way, um, and so just to come out was the biggest sigh of relief. Um, albeit a lot of a lot more injuries and albeit uh, just a miserable viewing experience as a fan. But win is a win in the NFL. It, it, a win is a win in the NFL. And, uh, you know, there's obviously some uh, some Giants fans who are, you know, <laughs> pulling us in, trying to pull Jets fans into the void with them. And, you know, some of them even have, you know, televised radio programs, which, you know, mm-hmm. personally – I have not listened to a sports radio program in probably almost 10 years. Um, But, but, you know, so, Hey, congrats, congrats. If you, if you make a little, uh, make a little noise for yourself, maybe someone will actually pay attention and listen to you. But I mean, the, 
the truth is this was an ugly game. Um, but this was the team that beat the Bills. This was the team that beat the Eagles. Um, this, uh, this, yes, it's not great to lose to the Giants or to win to the Giants and almost lose to the Giants in this fashion, as you say. Like, I think losing that game would have been devastating and would have just been like, okay, what, what are we doing? You know, what is this team doing? How, how is this even? How is this even possible, right? Like, what's the what's the algebra of beating the Bills mm-hmm. and the and the and the Eagles and then losing to this horrible Giants team? So, like, so I'm I'm glad that we escaped that. And and like, I think that's the thing, and that's the thing that we said after the Eagles game, or I said after the Eagles game is, look, it wasn't pretty. It didn't go well for this team, but they still did it. Like, they still won this game, and and it wasn't their best game. So, but they still won, right? And so, so that's kind of where I'm left. And just to say, like, mm-hmm. look, this team probably, you know, isn't going to become Super Bowl champions, <laughs> shocker. But at the same time, like, this team isn't circling the drain for Caleb Williams either. Like, they're going to be in the mix and they're going to keep making noise. The, the problem, though, for me, uh, you know, and, you know, sadly with no, no Travis to help us, you know, pick up the pieces here, like, what are we left with with this offensive line group? Like mm-hmm. Connor McGovern is now out. So they've got, um, you know, a guy who was brought up from the practice squad, Xavier New- Newman, Xavier Newman, Newman, um, Newman. Newman, who, I Newman. mean, Hey, to his credit, you know, <laughs> on that throw to the middle of the field that, you know, basically iced the game or excuse me, um, you know, got them into, got them into overtime. Um, you know, like he hustled up field, got the ball down, you know, the, the ref gave the blessing by patting the ball and, you know, allowing them to have one second to spike the ball. He knew enough to know what to do in that situation. Jeff Schwartz talked about this on Twitter, just that like he got it lined up, right. The ref blessed the, blessed the spot. And then, uh, and then they were able to snap it. Like I, I was, when that catch happened, I don't know how you felt about that, but I was just thinking, why why would you Mm -hmm. do this like you've done this before and i think maybe the fact that they did this before and you know with that game where uh you know they they didn't get it in before the half yeah yeah. chiefs game right like they must have been practicing or talking about this or working on that drill because they actually executed it but still why do you go to the middle of the field on that i mean i I get it that he was open but like that i mean that was so fortunate it was so fortunate um mm-hmm. but that saved their bacon holy, holy crap so so we've got this line <laughs> what are we what are we gonna do like it's makai becton and lakin tomlinson <laughs> and what and what i uh you're gonna see a lot of if travis was here um i'll do my my weekly travis impersonation yeah it's not good it's not good brian uh no, listen like dog we're shit. Gonna, it's gonna be dog shit um, and I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm just going to sit here and eat my, my, my little Caesars, uh, crazy bread and, in, in a parking lot. Um, no, I, I, I do, <clears throat> I do think you're going to see a lot more double tight end sense. I do think they're going to, yeah. you're going to see a lot of chip blocks. You're going to see a lot of Jeremy Ruckert, um, CJ Uzama. Like you're going to see these guys on the field in positions where they're going to have to do, um, a little more blocking. Um, it's, it's just going to, it's looking at the schedule ahead. Um, you know, we're staring down, uh, uh, one of the Boses, Joey Bosa next weekend, uh, or next mm-hmm. Monday. Um, you're staring down a lot of edge rushers coming up, um, a lot of speed on those edges. And so you're going to have to, um, just start going into, into some more tight end blocking schemes. And so, um, we'll leave that for Trav. Um, hopefully maybe, maybe we squeeze that in before Monday night football next week and talk about it. But, um, it does, it does feel like that is, that's probably schematically the number one switch they can make. Um, and then just hope that, you know, is Connor McGovern good to go in two weeks? Is Mikai Becton going to be able to stay on, on two feet? Um, it is, it is, is Wes Schweitzer. Are, yeah. Schweitz. Is Wes Schweitzer coming back through that door? Norman, like, Norman Schweitzer. Uh, <laughs> it, it does feel like, you know, back to is Lyle Collins still available? Like you were going to have to go and make some moves. Um, the center position feels like it's so tough to fill because um, you are kind of commanding that offensive line in a lot of ways, and it's already in rough shape. So, um, 
Yeah, you know, I, or I'm sorry, if at, at Connor McGovern's position, hopefully Joe Tipman stays healthy. I don't want to risk risk him as well. Um, but I do think I do think you're going to see a lot of tight ends um, and some blocking setups over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to you know wish lists or or whatever because this podcast will be airing before the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I will say this: like it was, it was Mackay Becton played it, you know he was durable so that's good um now you know l- let's face it he he was playing often against one of the best uh you know young edge rushers in in the game in Kayvon Thibodeau he certainly struggled he certainly struggled with uh with his assignment um but yes when the rest of the line is in as much shambles as they are in you know, the, the coaching staff has to look to Makai and just say, look, you're going to be on an island. You're not going to get that much help. You're just going to have to do it as, you know, do the best you can. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, you know, you get a Bosa next week. The, the team is, the team is going to be in, in situations where you're going to be playing some tough pass rushers. So that, yeah, they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, you get, um, you know, Max Crosby in two weeks, and then you get the Buffalo Bills uh, away. Um, so b- before, you know, before some maybe easier games from a defensive, uh, you know, edge rushing perspective. But like uh, I was having this conversation actually with my old buddy Corey Griffin yesterday over text. And, mm. and he was he was just saying, like, how you can't account for the amount of injuries that this group, the offensive line specifically, has had to deal with. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. yes, that's true. That's true. Like they've had a ton and it's been tragic. Uh, but at the same time, like they also whistled past the graveyard a little bit with, you know, Hey, we got Tipman in the second round and, th- and that was great. And while I'm sure Will McDonald will be awesome someday. Um, and he was amazing in kind of jumping over <laughs> the, uh, the, on the special teams on the, on the, uh, the kick there. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was great, but that was still to me like a luxury, like based on yep. the, the group that they had, that pick was a luxury. And so I don't know, you do something, you try and trade down, you just reach for, for another lineman there. You're bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Like it seemed like a good hedge of the bet. Look, I, I, I'm going to be clear. I, I like Will McDonald. It just felt like it was a luxury pick compared to what they needed and kind of a covering bet against bringing in Rodgers and just what had happened last year. Why would you mm-hmm. not do that? They didn't. Okay, fine. But here we are. And so, so like hey, Corey's point was like, well, what do you do? Or what, you know, how do you hold him responsible for this? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Like there's only so much you can do, but one of the things that that has to be at least come under scrutiny is like, what is this strength and conditioning crew doing like like how how are they getting this many players injured and then we saw another injury yesterday you know al woods defensive tackle uh, tore his achilles and i get it there's a lot of this going around and the turf is horrible but like are there answers there that this strength and conditioning team can provide because like the the injuries have just been brutal this year Mm mm-hmm well, hopefully it's not like COVID. Um, I don't think it's contagious. Um, <laughs> the, the the internet trolls wanting to link uh, Achilles injuries to uh, vaccination <laughs> is quite quite the stretch. Like that's enough. That's uh, enough internet for today. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not. I that's have not obviously gotten to that part of the internet. <laughs> I have not gotten to that part of the internet. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm I in some weird weird corners um, of the internet and my algorithm. I gotta <laughs> I gotta talk to. Mr. Musk and see if I can, if I can set myself free, but um, no, you know, the turf thing does seem like it's legit. Like it does feel like, and maybe it's an outlier, but obviously the number of injuries that that are happening at MetLife, um, I mean, Tyrod as well. Like there's, there's just injuries that are happening on that turf on a regular basis that I'm not saying again, are uncommon injuries, but there is, there is a corollary between that turf and the number of injuries that seem to be happening on it. And so, um, you know, strength and conditioning have to look at what are, what are the actual things we're doing, um, in, in lower body workouts. And I, you know, 
is the tape guy a secret mole for Bill Belichick? Like you just got to start looking under every crazy rock um, and just try to figure out how do we keep this, this team together? Um, We're four and three, like, you know, Mm. and we we talked about this last week. Like there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule coming up. Like you should be in a position to make a playoff push toward the end of the year, but you can't do that if you have no one healthy on the roster. So, um, you know, we are going to need to figure out um, something, you know, are, are we scheming in a way that, is just putting guys in questionable positions to potentially have their legs rolled up on or whatever. Um, it, it just seems like the last two years have been crazy with the number of, I mean, two AVT injuries, Brees Hall, Aaron Rodgers. Um, we're, we're consistently seeing Mekhi Becton, like guys that are getting hurt that are at key, key positions on this team. Um, and, and whatever it is, whoever's out there with the voodoo doll in hand, like, we gotta we gotta rip it away um, if we're gonna have any shot of staying intact for a possible playoff run. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I just I don't know how much more of this you know can be can be endured by, by this team if if they're gonna even stay competitive, even against some of the teams that they're gonna be seeing over the next couple of weeks. Um, I did Google the words Achilles and COVID, and so I am now a medical expert. But like, I will <laughs> say, I, yeah, thank you. Uh, I will say that there is an NYU Langone Health Center paper that was um, uh, sent to the National Institutes of Health, maybe back in 2021. Uh, no, published online 2023, January 16th. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you the uh, the abstract, the the purpose. All right. Acute mm-hmm. Achilles tendon ruptures are common sporting injury, whether for recreational athletes or elite athletes. Prior research has uh, shown returning physical activity after extended periods of inactivity leads to increased rates of muscus- musculoskeletal injury. Don't tell me about that yet. Uh, I, I know that too well. Uh, the purpose of the study was to investigate rates of acute Achilles tendons ruptures at a single academic institute in the para-COVID era. That means, I think, across um uh, with corollary to recent NFL season. So like, so I'm just saying like somebody actually published a paper on this. I'm not even going to, yep. it doesn't even really conclusion. Um, surgeries have increased in 2021. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, NFL, but that, these results. Yeah. yeah. So like no. it, it's, it's out here. Like this is out here for people to find. And this is like multiple doctors you know put and, yeah. and langone which is one of the best medical centers in the world right like sure. whoa okay okay there's something here but uh i will uh, say i've i have a wife in healthcare and so she she can attribute the 2021 listen we're turning it to a joe rogan podcast we're teetering um but listen listen, uh, listen. i'm gonna land the, it yeah yeah go ahead the, the fact that there was a rise in surgeries in 2021 was a lot of those were elective surgeries that yeah were they were just pushed off yeah, right. like I have, oh. I have so many friends that work at UVA, <laughs> like UVA Medical yes. Center, and all the electives were just pushed. They were just yes. pushed, and then it was like, like it was like all hands to the pump in 2021. Yes. Like those 100%. poor elective surgery docs were like just you know getting slaughtered by by surgery yep. after surgery after surgery. So yeah, I feel like it's a pretty bad like um, thing. And then the other thing that I was going to say is like also like this doesn't even. I mean, I haven't even read the paper, so like, you know, but I'm just saying like, what about pickleball? That's all I'm saying. It's like, yeah, what about call. pickleball? Pickleball probably exploded the numbers of Achilles injuries in, you know, oh, yeah. 72 year olds or whatever across the world. Uh-huh. So like that, that, you know, pickleball, my, don't, don't forget, my, don't forget the pickleball. That's all I'm saying. My, my, uh, my kids uh, do a weekly swim class at our local JCC and we have to go past the indoor basketball courts and the tennis mm-hmm. courts to get to uh, the pool. And as you can imagine on a Monday afternoon, um, at a JCC, my, my kids are 90 years younger than everybody else in the building at that point. So I'm just telling you like the Achilles wears over time. And then you go into the kitchen playing some pickleball, uh, you're gonna rupture some mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, listen, there is a corollary though. Brian, is there, is there I, just an ambulance always parked out front, like taking out the pickleball injuries when you're, when you're there? Yeah. It's, uh, it's Del Boca Vista with, uh, Jerry's parents. Just, <laughs> there's just, oh yeah, I saw an ambulance down the street. Let's get him in. Let's get Mr. Mandelbaum in that one. It's already going to the hospital. Um, oh there, there is a corollary though that I do think is accurate. And it really dawned on me in the middle of the third quarter yesterday. Um, think about, think about, Zach Wilson's recent play, um, Chiefs game looks awesome. 
Philly's Philly game looks incredible. Um, Broncos game, meh, kind of in the mid. Patriots game mm-hmm. looked terrible. Um, Giants game looked terrible. Um, that first Bills game like came in in a pinch and didn't look great, but got the job done. There is right now, I think, no quarterback that plays up or down or right at mm-hmm. his level more than Zach Wilson. Like, if you put an incredible Philly's de- Philly defense in front of him, he's going to play up. He's a little bit more keen to pay attention, to work through his reads. When the competition gets a little bit less, it does seem like he takes the foot off that gas a little bit. And so, my guy, like, I, in the good games coming up, you know, I mean, you could, I guess, even say if the Chargers on the road on a Monday night is, is a challenge, uh, that defense can be a challenge. But the, the Dolphins game, um, you know, uh, um, two Dolphins games coming up. Like there is, mm-hmm. there's the great chance that um, when we play the down teams, when we're playing New England again, like he's not going to look so great because he seems to play down to his competition. But in those Miami games, in this Charger game, I do expect to see Zach play up to that level of competition. It's maddening and it's super frustrating, but that does seem like a correlation that we got to talk about. You know, it's funny. I, I was watching him play yesterday and like all day, all day. It was just, you know, it was, it was tough. It it was a tough watch as you're saying. And then right at the end, it's like, he is just, mm-hmm. you know, like lasers, you know, 30 yard lasers. You're like, where, where did this come from? I, I, don't, know. I don't know what happened. Like where, where were you the rest of the day? And that's okay. And I was just thinking about like, we all had these friends in college and high school. Me. Who were just I like, was the friend. Yeah. Yeah, you were the friend who was just like, you know, the, it's the end of, it's like, you've got a paper due tomorrow. Yes. And they, you know, you're in a class with them and they just crank out this paper in a, you know, four hour window uh, and turn it in. And, you know, you've been working on this thing for two months and uh, and they get, they get an A plus and you get like a B minus and you're like, what, mm-hmm. the, what the hell just happened? So it was like, it was like, it was all condensed down to like, it's now. And so, yes. like, I do appreciate the clutchosity. I think that's a real word. Uh, yes. The clutchosity of what he did yesterday. But, like, man, the pain that we went through to that. But I think you're exactly right. It's the play up, play down level. But, I mean, you know, the real reason, of course, according to WFAN, was that uh, it, it was because he went on a vacation <laughs> with his girlfriend during mm-hmm. the bye week. He wasn't the meme guy, Eric Andre, like, let me into the facility. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. That's why he wasn't playing so well after the bye. Which is I like, love, I love those takes. I just think like, <laughs> you know what he actually probably needed was a couple days away from the facility. Like he probably actually yeah. needed to come up for air for a minute. And listen, he didn't go to Cabo. He didn't go to St. Bart's. He didn't go to Barcelona. Um, he didn't take a pill in Ibiza. He went to Utah. Like, it's okay. Like my guy did not get after it um, in, in the state of Utah. It's totally fine. Went down to old Mexico way. Wait, did he? Oh, I thought he. I thought no, he was no, no. I'm that's a, that was a that was a deep, oh. uh, deep uh, South America down, down, yeah, down. South oh, America so way. deep South America way. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I I blew it, I blew it. Um, all right, we got to talk <laughs> you made a about huge tiny um, mistake. Yeah, it was a huge tiny mistake. That's right. Um, you mentioned before we were taping, we were talking about just like the field position game. So like this defense, okay, like holy crap. I mean, I understand they're playing against a guy named Devito. Um, that looks like a you know mm-hmm. looks like one of the outsiders or something like I mean yes. you just like, I don't even know man <laughs> he looks like he looks like the guy from the outsiders I can't remember his name I'll I'll look it up I can't it's driving he me looked, crazy he looked exactly like the young kid that uh, I think rolls up on one of Tony Soprano's backed poker games and is like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna prove my worth Tony oh. uh, by stealing from his poker game that's, that's the kid right. he looked like. Yeah, it was him. Jackie and, Jr. Yeah, him and, he looked like Jackie Jr. <laughs> okay, it's a uh, it's Vermin. I think it was Vermin from The Outsiders. Oh my God! Yes. So anyway, oh, that's uh, a great poll. Uh, so anyway, anyway, um, they held them to negative. Was it negative nine negative, yards? Ne- negative nine passing yards. Negative nine passing yards for a full game that went into overtime. Now Oof. Saquon Barkley had 136 yards. He did it on 30 whatever carries. But mm-hmm. like, dude, like I is that historic? I don't know. <laughs> That's it's the it's the fewest in NFL history. It is yeah. technically the fewest passing yards in NFL history by a team. Uh, 
I like that you say like that I say like that they allowed that they allowed negative magic yes. <laughs> that feels backwards somehow. But uh yeah, somehow. so neg- negative nine passing yards on the day, like I, I get it. Like but like you, we were talking about that it was gonna be so close and you know, you, you felt like it would be a dagger in the heart if uh, if they did lose that game, but like how like yeah, do you do you yeah, just the the field position, just the whole field mm-hmm. position situation. How did you feel about that as kind of the game progressed? What was what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's a miserable rainy day. Nobody wants to be outside. Everybody looked like, why am I here? Um, it just felt like let's just punt into give them the ball. They're going to make a mistake. Tommy DeVito is going to make a mistake. He's going to make a mistake. He's going to make a mistake. And he, to his credit, didn't make a thousand mistakes, but. Just the, they also they, didn't they let him not, throw the ball. They, they just didn't, didn't let him throw. throw. <laughs> uh, and Saquon, I mean, again, thirty something carries for one hundred and thirty yards is like okay, that's four yards a carry. Like I just, I usually break that down in my head pretty quick to go. Yeah, yeah. if you gave this guy fifty carries, he's going to get two hundred yards, but that's four yards a carry. It's not that incredible. It's, yeah, um, it, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. No, Especially when you I mean, know if it's, it's coming every play. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it just felt like at some point they decided Zach doesn't have it today. Um, for whatever reason, Brees also couldn't really get started. The offensive line troubles, the injuries. It just felt like, a, can we get out of here with a three-point game, uh, three-point win? And so the whole game um, just felt like it just took on this personality of nobody wants to be here. We're just going to punt back and forth. You know, coin flip, whoever makes a mistake last is going to lose. Um, and that happened to had, end up in our favor. I don't know why they're kicking a field goal there. That seemed crazy to me. Um, I, I, I still don't fully get that one, but, um, the Graham Gano miss, it seemed like an unnecessary mm. risk, but, um, it did. Yeah. It felt, I mean, Thomas Morstead, credit to the special teams. I mean, if Thomas Morstead's not your special teams player of the week, putting three or four punts within the five, um, that, that's a, that's a travesty. So I think that's going to happen for him. Um, but yeah, the, the, the field position thing felt like we're just going to, we're going to make this a one dimensional football game, not screw up, um, not, not having the ability maybe to get the running game going, um, and just hope that we can break one or two plays and that we don't give up any big plays. So, um, awful to watch, awful to experience, but you know, I think that seemed like it sent, seemed like play calling wise that it just took on the character of the, mm-hmm. of the outside conditions itself, that it was just dreary and miserable. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. We got to talk about no no interceptions, right? So that that's yeah, good. Hey. Two, two, two fumbles, though. Two fumbles. Yep. One of which was it's hard to pin on Zach. 
Yep, um, yep, that yep. was, you know, bad, bad, you know, center exchange. It was like the first snap, I feel like, of the of Xavier Newman. Uh, Newman. As Newman is center. But then um, penalties, nine for 85 yep. yards. The one, the Michael Clemens one was just killer. backbreaking. Yeah, just absolutely killer. And then they were, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it basically, I think there was a point at which they were 0 and 11. Maybe they went, uh, maybe they went 1 and 12 then. But they mm-hmm. were two. They were two and fifteen for third down conversions. Zero, uh, zero and one on on fourth down conversions. So, so combined mm-hmm. third and fourth down conversions of two and sixteen. And those two third down conversions didn't come till I mean the end of the game. If if yeah, it was it was. I think it was the fourth quarter. It might have been the third or fourth quarter when Zach had that run kind of up the left sideline. So like what was it about this team everybody talks about the jets we talked about this kind of going into the bye that they tend to struggle to take to win games coming out of the bye hey at least they won a game at least they won a game but like what is it about this team that that they seem to be at their worst at the worst moment <laughs> like where I know. Yeah, you get these kind of penalty numbers you get these kind of third down conversion numbers like, is it by related? Like, I, 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 I truly don't know, but it's been, it's like a pattern that you cannot ignore. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's gone on forever. Any thoughts? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why an extra week off for this franchise. Oh, I mean, it's the opposite of what it does for Andy Reed. Like Andy Reed coming out of a buy is the most like bankable mm-hmm. bet in, in sports is Andy Reed's going to win a football game coming off his bye week. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's if if it's the the handed down from from Woody down to Joe down to Robert down to the position coaches like, hey, no changes this week. Everybody just rest. Or um, I, I don't know. I don't know if Woody. Yeah, I, I I cannot explain it other than it happens no matter who the coach is, who the quarterback is. We just always look brutally terrible coming off of a bye week. Um, and so I don't know if it's just organizational that. Hey, no, nothing new is getting implemented. We'll we'll treat next week like a like a game week, but we're not doing anything in the off week other than relaxing. Um, some work life balance for the guys. I literally have no idea. I have no <laughs> clue why this seems to happen every single like like Travis. I mean, we look at the schedule. The first thing I look for is the game after the bye week to figure out right that's going to be a loss. Like it's or it's going to be a massive struggle. And everything that could have happened in our favor in that end of the fourth quarter happened like everything from the Graham Gano miss to spiking the ball um, to being in, in the right position. Um, every possible thing had to go right for us to even win that game. So um, it's not even like we won it as much as that we were just handed a, a victory. So um, I don't know. I wish there were answers. Maybe, maybe there's a, a medical journal that's published a report about yeah. this that we could go and, and find a reputed doctor that can explain this to us. Cause I have no friggin' clue why, it's always this way. It is. A, it is a phenomenon for the Jets, absolutely. But yeah, they they actually won, so that's that's good. I feel like I honestly can't remember. Maybe they won last year, but it, it feels like it's been forever. It feels like they mm-hmm. always lose this game. So totally. glad, glad they actually won one. So yeah, <laughs> they won one against you know one of the worst teams in football. I, I think Brian Dable is one of the worst coaches in football. I know everybody loves him because such because a fall Josh from grace. Allen. Yeah, yeah, Brian Brian Dable is amazing because because Josh Allen. That that's, <laughs> that's the Adam, Adam Gase corollary. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Nailed it. Yeah, we are on the same page. We're on the same page. All right, we got to figure out the the Jets are going to be playing. The Chargers, who you know, they're they're having a Chargers this season. But they're a good team, you know. They're a talent. I should say they have talent on their team. Um, like, what can the Jets do uh, <laughs> between now and Halloween, which is the trade deadline, to to add to their just ever, uh, you know disintegrating team like this this team is just disintegrating mm-hmm. all over the place especially on offense especially on the line um what can they do to to add to this group because if i mean it seems to me they want to make a make a run here they want to try and extend the season because aaron Rodgers wants to come back and you know i mean if he wants to come back you want him to come back for something to play for if there's nothing to play for you do not risk aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they kind of sneak into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. 
And there was word in the past week that Roger said his, while he was, you know, very hopeful and felt like he was progressing well, you know, reality has set in in the last week. And that you know, Roger said on the um, McAfee show, I believe that the you know progress has slowed down. So, um, so who knows whether he's available or not? But, but what do the Jets do at this point? There's a lot of talk about Devontae Adams or players like this mm-hmm. or players like that. I don't know that that's actually going to happen. But what if if you're the general manager of this team? What are you calling for? Maybe in general, and then we can try and you know drill in on specific specific players, specific teams that have mm-hmm. that have uh, would be open to dealing. Yep, I think I think the first one's on our on our practice squad. I wonder if there's a spot for Tanzel Smart on this roster um, going down the stretch run. It feels like a guy that maybe um, we could be calling up um, to to fill some rotational spots. Um, I think Lyle Collins is a real possibility again. It feels like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago they were kicking the tires, and maybe now you're in an even more desperate position for for bringing in a guy um, that again has a ton of injuries, has played a ton of a ton of games, and. It's a reason why he's not on an NFL roster right now, um, which is not awesome, but maybe that's a guy. Um, and then you got to look around at teams that are probably now in full sell mode. Like, are the Vikings in, in full sell yes. mode now? One would imagine. Um, yeah. Like, you, imagine. you'd have to think, I don't even know who their backup is, but, but you have to think they're either bringing in a quarterback or they're just going to have to play out the string here. I think they're still under 500 anyway, um, even after that Niner win. But um, that feels like a team that you're certainly going to see. Um, some movement or activity from. Um, and then, you know, I don't think, I mean, the NFL NFL trade deadline is like, you know, there's a million scenarios that fans see that teams just, it, it's just the nature of the NFL that guys are, are not typically dealt unless there's a massive disgruntlement um, between management and the player. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you've really got a lame duck situation and we're going to do, going to go into full tank mode. Um, you know, th- there's, there's maybe some of that with with some teams, but I don't think there's there's as many of those anymore. Everybody's bunched up at like five and two, uh, four and three, three and four. It feels like that's almost eighty five percent of the league right now. So you got this fat middle, um, and so you only got a couple teams at the bottom that are maybe looking at tanking, uh, but they've already been tanking. Is there anybody on the Bears that interests you? Is there anybody on the um, on the Texans or the the Panthers that interests you? Like I don't I don't see guys on those teams. Um, in tradable positions, you know, aging stars or um, guys that, that maybe are on the end of a long contract. Like, I don't see the guys um, as as maybe in the past. But even then, the nature of the NFL is not to make big, splashy moves at the deadline. So yeah. um, I don't think there's going to be massive movement. Joe is a guy that does not like giving up trade assets. I think he's going to be even more cautious after the Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers acquisition. Like, he does not like giving up first and second, third round picks. And so... Um, if anything, I see us on the other side of that, maybe acquiring a pick or two, um, and, and maybe, maybe clearing some space. Or a Lawson or a Cook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Like, is Lawson a six rounder? Yeah. Is Cook going to go back to Minnesota for a seventh rounder? Like, I don't think you're going to get much value, um, from some of those guys anyway, but those could be some tiny moves that happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of people, as I think you, you said it perfectly well, right? Like the now, Last year was probably the most active we've ever seen the NFL trade deadline, and it has been trending up. But yes, this is not the NBA. This is not Major League Baseball, right? Like the making these kinds of trades are for teams that are, you know, close and needed another piece or two to really kind of, you know, put them over the edge or add depth. Um, and you've got that luxury. Um, for teams that are, you know, in dire need, you're more likely, as you say, to give up more and probably get less value in terms of, you know, play or whatever back for them because they're the, the, the just the pure difference of Major League Baseball or NBA. And I think, I again, I think the NFL is trending towards those other leagues. But the big difference in NBA is like, are there plays like, are there actually plays in the NBA? Like I'm, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be that guy, but like there's five guys on the floor at a time going against five guys on the floor. They have specific skills. Yes, there are plays. Sure. There are, I'm not saying there's not, but you know, it's much more kind of improvisational and notional of like, you know, the pick and roll stuff or like whatever, where everybody knows that everybody knows how to do that. 
you know, yes, there's certain ways where maybe you pick here or you pick there on the floor for this coach or that coach, or, you know, you set up your offense this way. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, you know, but, but it's, it's much more notional than it is like prescriptive. Like you see Mm -hmm. with NFL and plays because you have 11 guys going against 11 guys and you got to know, and there's more nuance to running routes. I mean, you saw that throw yesterday where, uh, who was it too? It was, uh, Zach Wilson threw the ball to the left side of the field. I think it was Garrett Wilson. I can't remember. And he was just running like a go and it just like went way behind him. Like, I think whoever it was that was out there, like Wilson was expecting them to like hitch up and, and grab the catch that, that didn't happen. Um, so, so like, and then there was the play where like Brees Hall kind of like clear, like he, he, he knocked down whoever was the intended receiver where I think it was again, Garrett Wilson, like it would have been, would have been much better, right? So, like the the point is, that, but yeah, if you're going to go out and get a get an offensive lineman or something like that, uh, that could work, but it but it might not. So, like, but yeah, to your point, like, are there specific pl- people that you're looking for, like, uh, like you know, on the Vikings or on the Broncos? If you look at the Broncos and just where they're at as a franchise. Um, Seems like at any point, I mean, beating the Chiefs is is just it's it's, mm-hmm. it's another it's a survive another week for Russ Wilson in that starting position and not Trevor Simeon, but um, or whoever the backup is, uh, uh, but Garrett Stidham, Jared Stidham. Oh, Stidham, Jared, yeah. former Patriot. There you go. Yeah. Um, but um, the more likely there, and I don't know how they feel about him. Doesn't feel like they've ever really used him properly i i've always thought a lot about Cortland sutton and jerry judy i feel like those are two mm-hmm. really really good receivers um it's not a massive area of need for us but lazard had a couple drops yesterday like there was a couple passes that i thought that guy should be pulling in um and maybe it's maybe it's the the rain i don't know but you know seemed like that guy had a couple drops is, is yeah is there a spot on this team for a third or fourth rounder for a guy like jerry judy who's still on a rookie deal um seems like he's shown a lot of potential and this has not never been in the great situation in denver um to really showcase those skills same thing for Cortland sutton i think that guy's awesome too but um those are two wide receivers maybe in denver that I, mm-hmm. i'd be eyeing a of bit, the but... two of the two I, I would just say leave leave jerry judy and give me Cortland sutton i think yeah, Cortland sutton I is a agree. much yeah like i mean I, I think everybody knows judy from the you know alabama and whatever but he has been like a Corey Davis level fake alpha, like since he's in the league and like, you know, his little spat, I don't know if you saw that a couple of weeks ago with Steve Smith and some Mm -hmm. of Steve Smith's comments, like that does not make me like Jerry Judy anymore. Now I think he actually had a pretty good day on Sunday, but, um, but yeah, of those two, if I had to pick one of those, give me Cortland Sutton. um, Mm -hmm. Just because I think, I think Jerry Judy is in that kind of, Alabama recent Alabama receiver fake alpha nonsense right Jameson Williams you could kind of plug into that I mean he was there just for a year Amari Cooper has always been a you know the 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 term paper kid right he's always been Mm -hmm. that term paper kid like he'll do great when he's at home or when he's playing against certain coverage types but like just do not expect him to CD lamb you or do not expect him to you know you know some of these other guys that that are out there so um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you get that Alabama, you know, on your, on your helmet and that, you know, helps propel you well into your, into your pro career. So yeah, I, I'm not a Judy fan, but, um, but yeah, like I, I know people have talked about Foster, uh, not Foster Moreau, excuse me, um, Hunter Renfro, uh, a lot about like, Hey, he's someone who, who maybe will help this team. Like, sure. Yeah. And I'm willing to give up a sixth round pick for that guy or yeah, trade him Carl Lawson or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. don't. Don't give away something of value for that guy because he's basically like a worse version of Braxton Berrios. Like you had that player effectively last year and then you let him walk. So don't mm-hmm. don't go, you know, chasing waterfalls for, for that guy. Um, yeah, like I, I, I would love to see them add to the line. I would love to see them. I mean, I don't even know who the Vikings would be willing to give up at this point. I mean. Um, you know, you look at their, their line, maybe, maybe a backup or something like that. You get somebody who who could be, you know, be helpful in a, in a backup situation. But yeah, I think the, the straightest path is just bring in Lael Collins and just, you know, have that as depth, even if it's just depth, um, and then work him into the rotation over time. I think that makes the most immediate sense. And then you just figure things out and then you hope 
players like Tipman, you know, can eventually come back from their injuries or Schweitzer can come back quick, more quickly from mm-hmm. his injury or McGovern, who's, you know, as we were kind of talking about earlier, is probably going to be out for a, a little bit of time. Um, but, you know, ho- hopefully it's not season ending. Hopefully it's a, yeah. you know, four weeks and or something like that. Even as you look even out of, across the league, and if you just do kind of a basic, hey, what what teams, you know, I'm not following every single team's roster, but what teams are looking to trade what guys? Most of the most of the available guys are not in positions of need for the Jets. Like we're we're not looking for defensive linemen, we're not looking for outside linebackers, right. we're not looking for corners, we're not looking for um, running backs. Like you know, we're we're not in a position. Um, things are not lining up for you know a ton. You know of who we could use? Those positions. You know who we could use? We could use Will Levis. We could use Will Ooh. Levis. Kentucky boy, bring him in, baby. I he balled out. I know we, we made some jokes. Knows his pizza. <laughs> we made some jokes about Will Levis, and yeah, I trust my Connecticut boy uh, via Kentucky. Come back to the Northeast. Come back to the tri-state area, my friend. Um, Will Levis, baby. We we referenced him, and then he balled out. So uh, I just want we we were first. We were first on this podcast to to reference the Will Will Levis coming out party. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, yeah, if he, if he were to come to New York, you would, you would personally deliver him a, a, a pizza from Pepe's, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, Pepe, Sally, Sal, Pe- Sal Pepe, wants, sorry, Sal Pepe, sorry. If, if he wants, yeah, if he wants some colony, I'll talk him out of it. We'll get some other pizza first, but then we'll grab some colony, whatever he wants. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, I don't know what else there is to talk about other than like just a quick, a really quick look ahead, um, really quick look ahead at the Chargers. Um, the Chargers, I, I kind of as we were referencing earlier, you know, they're a talented team. They've got some, you know, special players. They beat down the Bears um, on Sunday, 30 to 13 over the Chicago Bears, you know, Ty, uh, Tyson Badgett, you know, okay, fine. Um, but uh, the Chargers are, they're three and four jets are jets are mm-hmm. four and three chargers are three and four. Now they've, you know, they've, they've had a, they, they play in the AFC West. So that's not, that's not easy for anybody. Um, Justin Herbert, obviously, you know, is amazing. Austin Eckler is amazing. Um, Keenan Allen's amazing. Uh, I mean, who else is amazing on this team? Um, everybody, Mike yeah, Williams out. out for the year. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big Quentin Johnson fan, but yeah, on defense, yeah. you know, they've, they've got some excellent defenders, so I mean, how do how does the Jets team that we mm-hmm. the rain soaked Jets team that we saw Sunday compete with a team even though they have a better record than the Chargers? How do they actually compete with that Chargers team? It's here. Here's here's the recipe. Um, we say it every week: give the ball to Brees Hall, give the ball to Garrett Wilson. Like if we can get Garrett working inside a little bit, it was interesting watching. Um, I watched some of the. Uh, uh, Niners Bengals yesterday and Jamar Chase working inside seemed to be like this. I mean, they just like, like just crushed that Niners defense yesterday, who I know have had some injuries, but, um, Jamar Chase working inside in the slot was this unanswerable question for the Niners all day. Um, and so that feels like if we can work Garrett inside a lot, you know, and have the 10, 12 catch, 150 yard game, hopefully he can break one. Um, and a whole, whole steady diet of 20, 25 carries of Brees Hall. Offensively, the best thing we can do is keep their offense off the field. And so if we're, we're going to need our stars to play well, Sauce, you know, um, they're probably going to scheme Keaton Allen away from him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a big DJ Reed game if he's if he's back and healthy, hopefully, as well. Um, it's, it, you know, Justin Herbert, you got to get pressure. Um, he's prone to make mistakes and try to play some hero ball. I like how that lines up with our secondary. Austin Eckler is going to be a problem. What is in our favor is that Justin Herbert is not as mobile of a quarterback as some of the quarterbacks who just we've seen this at the Patrick Mahomes yeah. runs at the end of that game. He just he's not Justin Herbert's not ripping off six 15 yard runs against us um, to keep drives going. So that is the hopeful spot for us. Um, a lot of Brees Hall to control the clock and then Garrett Wilson, a bunch underneath six yard slants, three yard outs, like just get the ball in his hands as much as you possibly can um, and keep our offense on the field. But again, Zach Wilson's going to play like Justin Herbert this week because we're playing against Justin Herbert. So I got no worries <laughs> going to the Charger game. Jets by 10. Jets by 10. Jets by 10. Wow. One. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I think that this team does stack up well against this Chargers team. I mean, the Chargers are good offensively as of last week, the new DVOA stats haven't come out, 
but offensively they ranked eighth. Um, you know, the Jets are, you know, one of the best uh, defenses in football, um, even though their DVOA doesn't necessarily represent it. But like that, that counters their strength very well. Um, their defense has been atrocious so far this year, uh, ranked 29th in, in DVOA. So that, yeah, so that lays out well for the Jets, right? In terms of just as you were just saying, it lays out well because the strength of the Jets, the defense, you know, hopefully can neutralize the strength of the Chargers, their offense. And then you hope, you know, basically it becomes another, not necessarily a war of attrition like we saw against the Giants, but a war of attrition of, Whose weaker unit will prevail? Will it be the Jets' weaker offensive unit, or will it be the the Chargers' weaker defensive unit? So, so it's really going to come down to that. Um, I think special teams could play massively into this game. Another game where they could play massively into if the Jets can, you know, have some magic, long kicks, you know, um, you know, possession changers, or you know, field position changers, or uh, you know, steal some possessions from the Chargers. I think that could that could play out really, really well for the Jets. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I I like them. I don't I don't know by ten. I don't know by ten, but maybe by by four. I'd say by four. So <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm feeling gutsy. I feel yeah, like Brandon ten. Staley is gonna he's gonna make some stupid bonehead mistakes, and we're gonna capitalize. I'm I'm predicting this one defensive touchdown, and we're gonna win by ten. All right. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if Will Levis was, uh, was, was the quarterback for this team, maybe, but, uh, but anyway, all right. Well, Hey Josh, thanks for, thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, like, and review the podcast. We will see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.